Hi, this is Eric Chase, afternoon host on Cumulus Media Toledo's Q105, and your host for another edition of 68 Words. Elise Ansberg, a senior at Ottawa Hills, though perhaps not by the time you hear this, has done remarkable things for people with hearing disabilities just like her with the group Hear Aid, and she's done them in places that we would likely never want to be. We look at patients in refugee camps, so they're mostly refugees from Palestine or Israel. They are basically stuck in one place and one that we went to had metal homes built out of like white metal and the bathroom was like 10 minutes away and you had to share it with all the refugees. People, places, and spaces. Doing disability differently. Sharing first-hand experience in our podcast. Inspired by the 68 words that spoke the disability rights movement. Learn where it started and what's next. Hi, my name is Stuart James, and I'm the executive director here at the Ability Center. And welcome to 68 Words. Welcome to 68 Words. We're about a year into this project. It's great to have uh, our latest guest, uh, Elise Ansberg from Ottawa Hills High School. But not for much longer because you're a senior and ready to graduate? Yes. Um, no head shaking. No head shaking. You got to talk. Is that okay? I got to yeah. pry the answers out of you. How many podcasts have you done before? Zero. Zero. Have you listened to podcasts before? Yes. Okay. What did, did you listen to any to practice for this little 20 minute segment we're going to do? No. Okay. Okay. Who's here with you watching today? Because quite frankly, this is the first time we've ever had this many people watching us. Actually, this many people watching me do any kind of recording. I sit in a studio by myself all day. I have more dogs watching me than people. So my nerves are up there too. Um, you have been given a, an award with a lot of words but you put a lot of effort into it and a lot of heart. Let me make sure I get this right. And Outstanding Youth in Philanthropy Award from the Northwest Ohio Chapter of the Association of Fundraising Professionals. I believe that's it. <laughs> so you don't even know it either? You don't know it all the way? How do, no. you, how do you shorten it for people? Like if anybody ever came to you and said, have you won any honors or distinctions uh, recently, what would you say? I would just say... Uh, Pretty cool fundraising award? Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll come back around to that and, and why you were given that award and the work that led to it. Uh, you have bilateral hearing loss? Mm -hmm. Okay. This is not a made-up yes. made question or anything like that. Um, what is it? Okay. So I was born with hearing loss due to a genetic disorder known as Connexin 26. And my parents discovered it when I was about two years old. What have you learned about that, uh, the scientific nature of that? All I know is that it's a gene from my mom and a gene from my dad that I don't know exactly what it does, but mm -hmm. it just is hearing impaired related. Um, did you, can you think back to when you were a toddler, can you think of any, uh, any hard of hearing times or were you completely, were you completely in the dark about it until they pointed it out and started to get you treatment for it? No, I knew about it because I was in the car driving to preschool or kindergarten or whatever. And I was always sitting in the back seat and I would ask my mom to turn up the music and it was already pretty loud and mm -hmm. I was going to hear it. Um, and then do you remember your first doctor appointment to get this looked at? I don't remember my first doctor appointments okay. because I've had so many. Sure, sure, sure. Um, when you were three years old, so a little bit after this journey started, you got your first hearing aids, correct? Yes. Um, was it just like what you mentioned? Um, 
everything needed to be real loud or were there other details in the hearing loss or hearing hearing impairment um, or was it just needed everything to be louder um there are definitely other details because along with my disorder it's also comprehension that i struggle with in school mm-hmm. so i needed like more help in school and i also like needed my hearing aids turned up loud and i also had an fm system which it's basically two devices and the teacher has to wear one and i have to wear the other Mm -hmm. and it's basically like a necklace and so i'm wearing this like scarlet letter to like tell i have hearing aids is that still the case no um let's go back to the to the first time you got these hearing aids when you were about three years old or so right Mm -hmm. um did you know that you were unique? And I'm not saying different on purpose. Did you know that you were unique from other kids, from your friends back then? For sure. I mean, my hearing aids used to be really chunky and you would notice them right away. So people would point them out and be like, oh, what's that? Like, why do you, what's in your ear? Mm-hmm. And some people would even point out there was like a tip at the end of it with like a circle ball and they were like why do you have an earring in the middle of your ear and i was like oh that's my hearing aid did the kids look at you funny or is their name calling like ostracizing no not really good. they're all pretty nice about it and understanding good good what was this the late 90s early 2000s early 2000s things were big back then right all the electronics yes like my phone our phones were like three times this size um as you got older and got more accustomed to uh using the hearing aids tell me more about being in school how a teacher had to have one device and you had to have the other so um the teacher had to have one and basically would echo every sound or word that they made into my hearing aids and I, sometimes I forget to take it off and they would go to the bathroom and I could hear them. Oh. Yeah. What other weird experiences did you have with devices like that? I'm sure you got kind of used to it after a while. I did for a while and then I stopped using the FM system entirely just because I didn't like the way that it like I, I didn't like the way that things sounded. Like FM, like I work on an FM radio station like that kind of FM? Um, so it's basically like a necklace and it's a huge device like attached to it or like a, almost like a necklace type of just long like device. Do you you know what the FM stands for? Because it might stand for like FM, I think it's frequency modulation. I don't know. I was wondering if you were getting radio stations beamed into that or anything. Definitely not. No? Um, Was there a point in your life when, or point in your childhood, your teenage years, which I guess you're still in, um where you could ignore that stuff and you felt a sense of normalcy? No, not really. Because I've always felt different in a way where I've had hearing aids versus like people who have glasses, but it's just different because I can't always hear. Right. And without the devices, um, I saw you had mentioned one of your stories and completely accurate. It's invisible disability, right? Yes. Um, when you explain it to people, uh, you said you weren't ostracized, no name calling, but if somebody asks, are you pretty forthcoming about it? Yeah, for sure. I was like, oh, this is my hearing aid. and I can't, you know, I have a hearing loss. Um, is that the way that you want people around you, strangers, whoever it might be, uh, because you've seen a lot of strangers on this planet, more than probably most people in this room. Do you want them to ask the uncomfortable questions or is it more uncomfortable if they just sit there in silence and maybe you know what they're thinking? Do you you want them to ask? 
I'd rather have them ask than just have it be a question because I'd rather have them know that like it's something that I've just grown up with. How many people can you think of um, growing up, uh, middle school, high school, elementary school? How many other kids like yourself? Maybe not specifically um, that one disorder with the specific genes from your mom and dad, but other kids who were hearing impaired. How many kids like that did you come across? And what was it like to, to maybe bond or not bond with them? I don't know if I've ever really met someone from our school that has hearing aids necessarily. Um, it's kind of hard to answer that question. How about, how about older people? Definitely older people. Um, is there kind of like a transcendent, transcendent bond across generations when you when you meet those people? Kind of, but also not because they have bigger. Normally, they have bigger hearing aids than I do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I can see your hearing aids versus you can't really see mine if my hair is covering. Um, one thing you had mentioned in one of the pieces that I read was uh, that giving back was a cornerstone of your family. How did you discover that cornerstone? Was it behaviors from your parents? Was it um, actions, words? What led that to be a tenant of yours? I would say actions and just how it makes me feel when I give back to others that are similar to me or even not similar to me. Can you give me an example? Maybe the, your very first memory of this where you, you felt that it was purposeful and fulfilling and you wanted to continue to do this? Um, my first mission trip to Jordan, I really could just feel how everybody was so thankful for their hearing aids that we were giving them. Yeah, how did you wind up going to Jordan? Um, a lot of kids that you probably go to school with, hang out with your friends, they, they think they go far away if they go to Lima. Uh, you, you went across the planet, so how did you wind up in Jordan? My audiologist asked me to be a part of her mission trip that she does twice a year. Is this, uh, is this part of Hear Aid? Did I get that right? Yes. Yeah, tell me about your, audio- uh, your audiologist. So she's a mentor to me. I've basically grown up with her because I've known her since I was two years old. How has she helped you? How has she gotten you through some, some barriers, some challenges, maybe some pretty dark days where there's some, some tears? Definitely some tears. Um, she's helped me a lot just knowing that I'm, well, I have people that are like me who have hearing aids. What's her name? We should give her a shout out. We should show her some love, right? Yeah. Can we ask, what's your name? Dr. Rhonda. Where's Dr. Rhonda at? She should be here for this. She's sick. She's sick. It's okay. This is why we record for this. Yeah. Um, tell me about one of those dark days. Sorry to bring it up, but I think it's pretty. it can be hopeful and inspiring to people. Give me a dark day where whatever the reason, maybe it was a tough day at school and just everything collapsed at once. How? Give me some ways that, that she's helped you, whether it was talking, just giving you a shoulder to cry on, giving you a t- whatever it might have been. I don't know if I recall a dark day. But here's a memory that is very un, like unrare. So my mom and my audiologist actually thought that I wouldn't wear my hearing aids or the FM system, and they thought that I would reject both of them. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't, which it's actually really nice because I've known a ton of people who have rejected them, and I just don't want to live without hearing. Rejected them because just being a stubborn kid but it's it's in all of us um it kind of has a lot more to that basically like if the hearing aid is too big Mm -hmm. then you if you're easily embarrassed by wearing Mm -hmm. it and like people asking about it 
I have a, a friend, our, um, our Toledo fire chief. She has a son with a very rare disease. I believe it's called cat eyes disease. And he was a stubborn boy. And now he's a stubborn teenager. And I believe he has to wear hearing aids. And he's kind, he went from fighting his mom as a stubborn little boy to a stubborn teenager. So um, I get it. And not everybody can get that, that very practical perspective of like myself with um, my, my bipolar too. Um, I didn't care if anybody said anything that I wanted to go see a therapist and like, why wouldn't I want to feel better? So I appreciate your mindset of why wouldn't I want to hear? Yeah, exactly. Let's go back to Jordan. Um, tell me about Hear Aid, your, your audiologist, Dr. Rhonda, how you wound up accepting that trip. Had you been anywhere? So where was the farthest you had been away before going to Jordan? Probably Paris. Paris, okay. Um, so it wasn't much to travel overseas, right? No. What was the interest in going to Jordan? What did Dr. Rhonda tell you about this and why you might be interested? She asked me to help, and I admire her and look up to her so much and i knew that i wanted to help people like me so what was the help that she needed from you over there i was leading an art therapy so you have patients waiting for hours just to get their hearing aids and we mostly accept kids so you're looking at poor kids who are just sitting in a room a waiting room with not much to do. So what what I was asked to do was asked to bring arts and crafts supplies like paper and crayons and beads and bracelets to help make bracelets. Just to relate to the kids, right? Yeah. With fun things to do. Um, is the one kid that made an indelible stamp on your life, Is his, his name is Yousef, right? Yes. Tell me about him. So what he rejected his hearing aids at first and he was like no i'm not gonna wear them and because of the typical reasons um they were really big okay so they probably had old much older technology there than we have here we bring everything with us so it was more new hearing aids Mm -hmm. but just not as newer as mine um what what give me what would you compare Jordan to where you went to over there? We see what we see on the news. If we decide to take a deep dive down a rabbit hole on Wikipedia, what, what's Jordan like? How much different is it from here where we live? Like, there's no Taco Bells around the corner, right? No, not at all. What's, it, what, what's general life like over there? Um, we look at patients in refugee camps. So they're mostly refugees from Palestine or Israel. And um, they are basically stuck in one place. And one that we went to had metal homes built out of like white metal. And the bathroom was like 10 minutes away. And you had to share it with all the refugees that you were living with. So like on the run for their life. And here you are trying to offer Yousef a hearing aid. I mean... It's a different life from what we're used to here, right? Yes, Where we, we talked about before uh, before we hopped on, like, worst part of our day is when our phones go off to wake us up, right? And yeah. here people are on the run for their life, and they never know when they, they'll see a steady home ever again. Um, how did you get Yousef to go, okay, I'm cool with these. I'll, I'll take the hearing aids. I actually shared my story, and someone translated it for him. And I think he was just so moved by it and inspired that he took his hearing aids. Can you describe the look on his face um, when he finally went along with it? Was it pure joy, euphoria? Or maybe when he first put those on and he could actually hear? 
It was definitely a little questioning and just like also excitement at the same time that he finally here. Um, what was that moment of his peak joy when he got the, the hearing aids and he was like, this is good. I can do this. It wasn't actually, I was, he got his hearing aids before I came into the room and he was like, no, I'm not going to wear these. Like you can just have them back. And so I was asked to step in the room just to share my story. And I think he finally realized like, okay, it's actually not bad to have hearing aids. Were, do you keep in touch with him at all? Yes. What's a good story that he's told you from over there? Has he carried a message that you shared with him onto other kids, even if it's not necessarily a, uh, a hearing disability, another kind of disability, just to accept something for what it is because it can help you? Um, not really. He's mostly asked me like, hi, how are you doing? And just questions that are easygoing. Think he's ever gonna have a chance to visit over here there's probably a lot of politics involved with things like that but i'm sure he'd like to hop over here for a little time right i'm sure he would but i don't know if he'll get the chance uh will you ever be able to go over there and maybe see him ever again i think i would good good um what's something that surprised you about here aid that you weren't expecting about my board or just anything at all working with dr Rhonda? was it maybe was it overwhelming? You said you'd been to Paris, also very different from Jordan. Yes. Was it just the completely different lifestyle? Like we see this stuff on TV, we learn about it in school. Was it still even overwhelming for what you thought you were going into to what you saw when you were over there? For sure. It's definitely heartbreaking to see people be stuck in these homes and just be stuck in a place where they maybe had money before and now they lost it all um you're getting very close like within days to the end of high school um what is something with your disability journey now that maybe nags at you differently as a young adult than when you were younger or is it just second nature to you now is it like putting your socks on and everything else putting contacts and wearing glasses it's How, just like that totally normal for you yeah good um do you you haven't gotten the chance to come across more younger people like yourself um, to share that message, though, correct? I mean, definitely the people that I met in Jordan because they're, we mostly do, we mostly fit hearing aids for kids. So I've definitely seen them. I don't know if I've been able to talk to them just because of the language barrier. Uh, do you remember the name of the award that you won? I'll give it to you. Outstanding Youth and Philanthropy Award from the Northwest Ohio Chapter of the Association of Fundraising Professionals. We're going to quiz you on that. You don't get to walk when your graduation if you know, unless you know that and all okay. the syllables in it. Um, with that award, um, it's because of the great work you did with Dr. Rhonda and the Hear Aid. And did I read right that you just wanted to raise like a couple of thousand dollars, but it was actually lots and lots of thousands of dollars that wound yes. up being raised? Tell me about that. What, what made you want to raise that money and then... How did the fundraising go to be 10, like 10 times, 20 times what you intended? So I was asked to raise that money from Dr. Rhonda um, and just to have more money to get more new equipment to travel overseas. How'd you ask? I asked over at GoFundMe. I shared it over Giving Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Um, I basically shared my GoFundMe and my Instagram, and then my mom reposted it. And from there, the money just started coming in. At what dollar uh, amount did you go, oh, wow? Um, probably 10000 10000 And if 
if I'm not mistaken, did it land like 45,000 or something like that? Yeah, 46. Well, well deserved. And thank you for doing what you do. Um, I'm glad that you took from your parents that giving back is, is a cornerstone in your life. Um, in that regard, as you get ready to step out of high school, uh, what are your next plans? I, next year, I'm attending Pepperdine University. Out in California? Yeah. Have a good time. That's a surfing yeah. school, right? Yeah. Are you going to be on the beach all the time? For sure. Excellent. Excellent. Good luck with all that. What are you going to study? I'm planning on majoring in sociology. What made you pick Pepperdine? I fell in love with the campus with the campus when I visited the first time. Had you been to California before? It was my second time in California. What drew you back this, uh, this, this second time? Just the weather and everything? Uh, it was actually my visit to Pepperdine. Awesome. Good luck with everything. Is there, other than schoolwork and just being a typical college kid, is there anything on your path that you want to continue to give back with? Do you have any other um, civic interests or anything like that, charities, causes that mean a lot to you? Um, I would love to give back to people who don't have, who don't have hearing accessibilities in California. Have you already done a little bit of research on that, how you might be able to get involved in that cause? Not yet. Well, when you do, if they, when they ignore your email the first and second time, you should show them, slip them the GoFundMe and be like, I wanted to raise two grand. Here's 45 grand. I can raise you money. Um, what do you want to do with your sociology degree? I'm not quite sure yet. I don't really know what I want to be when I grow up. Don't worry. Neither do I. Um, yet I still do this all the time for the most part. Let, can we do some fun questions now? Yeah. Uh, where are my fun What is a food? I'll ask you this. When you leave here and you're in California, what food are you going to miss the most from this area? Berries bagels. Berries bagels. You could pro probably actually get some, some pretty good bagels out there. Yeah. Um, let's see. You've been to Jordan, been to Paris, uh, been out to California. What other places have you been to? Is that mostly the list? No. Okay. Wow. How many have there been? Have you been on every continent? Even the cold ones? Not yet. Okay. Where's a place that you, you have wanderlust to go to? I really want to go to the Maldives. Where's that at? Maldives, anybody? <laughs> Help me out. My geography's off. Where's a place you wouldn't want to... What's that? Thank you. Like in the middle of it, right where Bali is? Yeah. I'm with you. Um, where's a place on Earth you would not like to go to? And Antarctica doesn't count. I was going to say Antarctica. And, well, you can't say Antarctica. Pick another spot. Hmm. I don't really know. All I know is someplace cold. Okay. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, there's that island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. They're like the only place on Earth that didn't have COVID because they're like from centuries and centuries ago. And if you show up, they think they kill the guy sometime. But it's in the middle of the Indian Ocean. And I'd be totally happy there living, um, what was that movie? The, uh, the Castaway movie with Tom Hanks. Me and the ball. You can have your side of the island. I'll have mine. We'll leave the, uh, the original people in the middle and we'll be good to go. That's interesting. Plenty of crystal clear blue ocean and 83 degrees every day. And if we say snow, they won't know what we're talking about. Um, it, you won the very long award that I'm not going to open up my phone for to read again. So what award would your friends, who are some of your closest friends? Um, my closest friends are my stepsister and then my friend Sammy and my friend Abby. Your stepsister. If she had to give you an award, like a, a superlative, I know, I don't know if that's still like a yearbook thing or anything like that. Like uh, most likely to go to Pepperdine, like stuff like that. 
most likely to come home on a trip because she's desperate for Barry's bagels. Uh, what kind of award would your stepsister give you? That's an interesting question. I like to think I specialize in that. Um, I would say most likely to go to the beach when it's freezing out. We're not going to have to worry about that out in California. <laughs> So um, this was great. Thank you for the, everything that you've done, um, everything that you will continue to do. You are a, a bright young star. Thank you for powering through uh, a disability that it might, might have set so many people back. Thank you for normalizing uh, being different and unique. And uh, congratulations. You've wrapped up your very first podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. This is Chief Armstrong of Toledo Fire and Rescue. 68 Words has been a production of the Ability Center, hosted by Cumulus Media's Eric Chase. Engineering provided by Will Mellon and executive produced by Mallory Crooks. If you, your group, organization, or business is interested in hosting a disability awareness experience or have other inquiries, please contact info at abilitycenter.org. Until next time, think differently. Think differently. Think differently.